0: Welcome, welcome to Creativity in Focus, a live video podcast where we highlight an artist and its arts every single week. Today, I have a very special guest, an amazing sculptor, and you will want to make sure you're paying attention. So this is the time for you to close those windows, your email. Uh, You can go back a little later, but you don't want to miss this interview. But before we get started, a few housekeeping items. First of all, we are live for a reason. We love your interaction. So anytime you want to ask a question to my guest or you know give your two cents about a topic, please do so. Whatever you're watching, there is a chat box or a comment box either below or beside the video. So look for that right now so you know where you can answer, comment, and, and give us your two cents about things here as well. Uh, you, you might be watching this on Facebook, on Facebook, or on YouTube, many places. Creativity in Focus is actually the best place for you to be. But there is always either a chat box or a comment box. Also. If you're watching this on social media, don't forget to share this video. This video is content only. Nobody's going to try to sell anything. So it's safe for you to put on groups, for example. They're related to the topic of sculpting. Maybe people can also come join us and you know really be in awe with the sculptures of my guests today and if you want to give us some hearts and likes whatever the emoji you have beside the video that helps a lot the search engines inside this uh, social media platforms to show our video so more people can know about this artist okay that's basically all my announcements for now so i want to introduce my guest for today i'm really impressed with his sculpting skills. His name is Jin-Yu Li. Did I say it right?
1: Yes, that's
0: right. (laughs) Welcome. So Jin-Yu is in Canada and his connection might drop in any point. Don't worry about that because he can come back really fast. So if that happens, just stay where you are. I'll be talking while he he comes back. But you really want to be here for this. So thank you very much, Jin-Yu, for being here.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me.
0: So where in Canada do you live?
1: I'm in Halifax, Nova Scotia.
0: Nova Scotia. And originally, where are you from?
1: Originally, I'm from Shanghai in China.
0: Oh, how long have you been in Canada?
1: I've been in Canada for five years.
0: Oh, cool. Is it cold there right now?
1: Pretty cold, yeah. It's actually not too bad today, but a few days ago, the temperature is pretty low. Oh,
0: yeah? (laughs) Lower (laughs) than than I used to. We woke up t- uh, we woke up today for 19 degrees here which is pretty cold. Okay, so we just miss him like I said, but as he comes back I want you to take a look at his work. So we are going to show you some pictures and Chinyu, be uh, please uh, give us some comments on what inspired you on those sculptures and what have you used to sculpt those, etc. So the yes. very first one I have I think is a uh, in-process picture of a bear. Can you see that? Mm-hmm. When did you create that? Oh, yes, this
1: bear is created about half a year ago. This is actually a commission piece to one of the friends in China. Um, and uh, they wanted a grizzly bear, so I did it for them. i send you this picture so uh, I can show a little bit of my work in process.
0: Mm-hmm. What have you used to sculpt this one? Um, This was pretty standard
1: to my other sculptures. Usually I use like uh, uh, wires to make the skeleton, then do some like aluminum foil inside to make up the bulk part. Mm -hmm. Then I put on the clay around the foil and bake it for the first time to get a very rough shape of the animal. Then I put on the gray clay, which is much better in detail. Mm -hmm. and uh, then sculpt the muscles, and then finally the the surface structures like furs and nails and everything like that.
0: That's very cool. Let's see the next one. Mm -hmm. So that's the finished piece of that grizzly or is is this another one? Okay. How big is this one? This is about 15 centimeters in length. Okay very cool. I love bears. I have bears everywhere in my house. Uh, okay, I know in Canada you actually have quite a few bears, but I don't know where you live if you do. Have you seen one face to face? Oh, here
1: here we don't have grizzlies, but we okay. have the
0: 11- Well, we lost him again. But let's take a look at the next picture while he come back. There you go. What do you have? You were saying? We have the American black bears. You have and,
1: in the summer when you go out hiking yes you can be face face to face to them actually when this summer i was hiking in a in a provincial park and i saw a mother bear with a cub and the funny thing is the mother bears are usually a bit aggressive when they're with a cub because they want to protect them and we didn't really see them at first because he's behind some bushes and there's uh-huh. this other couple walking toward us and yelling at us oh there's a bear running toward you it's like where <laughs> wow yeah but we get we get a look of them and uh, he he she heard us and turned away and just walked away
0: yeah and walked away it was yeah. pretty cool yeah Yeah. I I go to Yellowstone several times a year just to photograph the bears. So we had some close encounters as well. (laughs) Okay. Let's see the next one. I think this is a group of squirrels. Is that correct? What are they? No, this
1: is a caracol. It's a cat. It's a medium-sized cat uh, in similar size to the lynx. Uh, Mm -hmm. It lives in Africa. And uh this is uh part of my my, my project of I, I I made a project of making every species of the feline family. So okay. this is just one of the species. That's and cool. here is because I, I, make, I make copies of my, uh, of my animals and paint them, and I sell them in my store. So this is just very funny because there's a lot of copy of them and I just <laughs> put them in a circle. It's like uh, uh, they're, they're
0: doing a dance or something, It's just having some fun. That's very cool. And how big are they? This is about um, seven centimeters high. Seven centimeters. So that would be two, three inches high more or less, right? Okay, I have a few comments here, Ching Yu. Um, first of all, Cher Olson, Olson is saying, I've been looking to learn micro animals for a long time, so exciting. Uh, Trish Terry is saying hello from Yuma, Arizona. Ines Geer, so excited. Ines, I know she's in Germany. Bonka Perry, hello from Texas, beautiful work. Oh, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when did you get started sculpting?
1: Uh, it, that's actually a very interesting story. Okay. Um, I didn't really learn sculpting from a young age. Uh, actually, when I was in school, when I was in university, I studied something very different. And um, when I was little, I'm always interested in animals that's wow. like from the beginning so when I was little I would go to the zoo and you know in the souvenir shops there will be those bags of plastic animals for sale not very detailed but uh, like a bag for five bucks or something and I got a bunch of those and I had a lot of fun <laughs> then when I grow up I gradually forgot about it but then one day I go to the store and I discovered that uh, the animal figures, animal toys on the market are much more detailed now. Mm -hmm. So, as an adult, I got back into playing with the toys. (laughs) So, yeah, that's a little bit of a start. Then, after playing with them for a while, I realized that uh, those toys, because they are mass-produced, um, the painting is not so much detailed, so mm-hmm. if, I think if I repaint them, they could look much more realistic, so I started doing that. And uh, there happened to be a bunch of people um, that is also interested in doing this that I meet online, and they share a lot of work. And mm-hmm. I actually learned a lot from their work, and I started practicing the repaints.
0: There we go. We lost him for a second. But I was looking at his lion and it's amazing. So you were saying that you you learned a lot about the repaint.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I started uh, practicing it and uh, I got better. And uh, that was fun for a while. Then Mm -hmm. when I actually get into sculpture, it's because I had a cat, which uh, he he passed away Mm -hmm. at the age of 15. So at that time, I was looking for kind of a monument to remember him. I started to look for a figure uh, which is available on market that looked like him so I can repaint it. Mm -hmm. But I looked and looked, I can't find one that looks like him. (laughs) So I think, yeah, maybe I'll just make one myself. That's how I first started uh, doing the sculptures. Then I realized, oh, this is really fun. That's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I just started doing more and more and uh, later people say, yeah, this is good. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I started making more of it and eventually I opened my little shop.
0: Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I want to know more about that. But do you think the, the, the fact that you were playing with those tiny animals was part of the inspiration for you to sculpt? I've seen some like a fennec fox that is super Uh, Small? Do you think it it was a correlation to to that?
1: Um, Yeah, definitely it was. And also mm, because I see the real animals either like in zoos or on documentaries or Mm -hmm. in nature. Yeah, uh, they're really fun and really inspired me and I want to make a miniature copy of them so Mm -hmm. people can play with them in their hand every day.
0: That's so cool. You know, you talk about repaint and I know it's not an easy process, especially because in that case, you were painting in plastic. What did you use to to paint? I
1: used acrylic paint.
0: Acrylic paint. Wow. Yeah. Because I know it's not easy. Uh, We have a few more comments here. Bonka Perry is asking, what type of clay do you use? Is it polymer or something you make yourself?
1: Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't catch the question.
0: She's asking uh, which clay do you use? And if it's polymer clay or you you do you make something yourself? Um it's an oven-based clay, it's super sculpting. The super sculpy gray, right? Yeah. Okay. And and you said you like that because it gives you more control over details? Yes, that's true. Okay. And Tammy is asking, amazing work. Do you sell locally? So Let's go a little bit into into this. You do have a shop in Halifax, uh, an online one. An, Etsy an online shop. one. So yeah. so, tell us a little bit how you got into selling your pieces.
1: Um, it's initially just something I want to try. Mm-hmm. Um, because, um, I, I, like I was saying, I didn't really study in this major. So when I graduated, it's actually a uh, very big change if I want to start doing this. So just trying it a little bit, see if it works. Then, yeah, it turns out it does work. Uh
0: huh, <laughs> yeah. And so you have a shop online. Do you sell in any other way? Um, no, currently it's only the Etsy. Okay. And uh, have you been in any galleries so far? No, not yet. How how long has your career as a sculptor been then? Um,
1: if uh, we are talking about doing this professionally, it's about uh, one and a half year. But no, uh, there are several years. Yeah, okay. several years beforehand when I was doing it as a hobby. As
0: a hobby, nice. Yeah. Uh, Katrine is asking what a, what a lovely entry into sculpting. So she enjoyed your your story. Heidi Obet, greetings from Estonia, love your work. Petty, honey, amazing sculpts and amazing painting. So tell me a little bit about this lion you have. Oh, we just lost him. So let's see if he comes back right away and I'll ask about his lion. But I also want to show the process pictures he sent us. Tell us a little bit about this lion you have in front of you.
1: And um, this line
0: uh-huh.
1: is also from the complete U-Line series, is it in front?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, so this is pretty much the biggest piece uh, from that series because I make the animals uh, at the same scale ratio, which is 1 to 10 in this case. And uh, you know, the big cats, lions, and tigers are the biggest cats, and uh, the other cats are all smaller. So, Mm -hmm. in reality, when you make them into models, this will be much larger than the others. Mm -hmm. So, this lion, um, I'm making it uh, in a position that it's like running a little bit and roaring. And uh, in reality, when you see in the documentaries, the lions live in prides, live in groups, and uh, they mainly make of they are made of the females, but uh, the males will come and go. Mm-hmm. So whenever a group of males they are they want to take over a pride, there will usually be uh, some wars <laughs> among the lions. Yeah. So this is pretty much like an invader going inside and. Existent group, so he's being kind of aggressive. He's very confident. He mm-hmm. thinks he can take over, he can be a new king. <laughs> this kind of thing.
0: If he wins, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's very cool. And what are the other animals you have there?
1: Um, I picked a few other pieces. Uh, this one mm-hmm. is much smaller. It's also from the same series. It's an ocelot. Um, This is a medium-sized cat from South America. and
0: uh, There he went. But he'll come back in a second or two, so don't worry. There we go. We're back.
1: This is relatively uh, lesser known, but uh, uh, I'm guessing a lot of people have heard of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I picked this one today because I, personally, I really like the markings on this cat. Yes, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's painstaking to paint, (laughs) but it turns out good uh, when you finish it.
0: (laughs) So the painting here is also acrylic? Yes. Yes. And how long did it take you to paint that one?
1: For this one, about two hours.
0: Two hours. Wow. I, I, I was guessing more. Do you use any kind of finish on that or just the acrylic?
1: Yes, I use the Krylon finish.
0: A Krylon fix on top. Yeah. Okay. I have more here. Chantel is saying amazing. And Sandy is also saying amazing details. Thank you. you, I'm going to show some pictures you sent me of your process. So I would like you to tell people about it because I know they're super excited to know. So the first one here.
1: Yeah, this series of pictures I send you is the process uh, when I make the African golden wolf. So this picture is showing like very much the beginning. Before this also you have a step, you you see the wires inside, you have to use the pictures of the animals and do some measurements, the spines in each section and before the limbs, you measure from joint to joint. Then you put the wires into the position you want to do and just put on the um, foil and the uh, white clay around it just to uh, keep them in shape and uh, pay attention that it does not really exceed the boundaries, And which means when you put on the gray stuff for the surface stuff, this.
0: We lost him, but when we come back, I'm going to ask him, uh, I, I'm going to ask, this white clay is air dry clay or oven baked clay?
1: This is also, um, this is the Sculpey original. Okay. It's much softer, so I like it to do the inner layers.
0: The inner, okay, good. Yeah. Okay, the next picture.
1: Yeah, so this is after I bake the white stuff, so it becomes solid inside, then I start to put on the gray Super Sculpey. This is uh, still very primitive uh, after putting on the clay. You cannot see a lot of uh, structures, but you basically tell where's the head, where's the limb.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And I think we have two more from this process. So here is starting to get some details.
1: Yeah, this is just uh, gradually putting on the details. Uh, I did a little bit of muscle um, on the back and in the front, and there's the ear and muzzle structure on the face but uh, still not a lot of details in the body so you just do the details bit by bit and get it right in the big shape and put on the uh, the
0: surface stuff very cool and the last one
1: um the last one is 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 just a little bit more detail so we uh we did the fur on the neck So when the fur is longer in an animal, I do it in two steps, generally. Um, Use use one tool to make the general shape of where the hair goes, the direction. Then when that is done, you use a needle to um, put in more detail so it looks more Mm hair-like. So because... For this animal, the fur on its neck is longer than on its body. So here, I just do the neck part first, do it.
0: We lost my part. Do, do we have the finished piece? Are you sure? I just saw it. No? Okay. I thought, I thought we had the finished piece of that one as well, but we don't. Yes, I have sent you that. Yeah, yeah I think, it, look again, Chase. I saw it. You just uh, put it in a monitor. The, the wolf, he's looking for that. Let's see if we have, okay. because it's really impressive. I, I just went through, uh, there, is that the finished one? Um, this is the reference. This is the reference. So you're working yeah. at this picture the whole time, right?
1: Um, no, I use it as a major reference, but uh, you need a lot of pictures from different angles to understand how the animals actually look. But I always cool. choose one as a major reference.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's very cool. So when you decide, okay, I'm going to scope this type of cat. How long do you spend in research? Like looking um, at pictures, muscles and other things.
1: Research, that depends on how intensively I do it from uh-huh. uh, at least a day, I would say. But sometimes it could take much longer.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. That's very cool. Okay. Yeah, because we have a f- yeah. you're going to say something.
1: Yeah, I mean because the, their anatomy is one thing. You can say like all cats, the anatomy is relatively similar. But uh, in order to make them more lifelike, you have to like read about um, their their behaviors and mm-hmm. um, what they like, what they don't like, how they usually behave in the wild, this kind of stuff. So you uh, you understand them more before you choose a pose.
0: Do you, when you're deciding how you're going to sculpt, do you usually uh, go for a more active pose or, you know, just a resting pose, like sitting?
1: Currently I am looking for more active pose, but uh, that also.
0: Oh, there he goes. (laughs) So let's throw a few more pictures. Okay. You're back. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. That also depends on the animals, because some animals are kind of lazy (laughs) and they like lie around a lot. And that's actually also very interesting to look at. Mm -hmm. And because when you look at an animal that's lying around there, you feel peaceful. And uh, yeah, that's what animals do. And they do what they do and it's showing what they do. But uh, I also find it very interesting to capture uh, those in motion moments and which is a little bit actually a lot harder to do, but uh, it's more challenging, but it's more fun, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you, you basically sculpt animals all the time. Do you have uh, yes. a main reason behind that? Other than the fact of, of course, that you like animals.
1: Not really, just because <laughs> I like them.
0: Yeah, just because I like them. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, when I do my pieces, I'm always thinking about, you know, creating more awareness about animals Mm -hmm. to people because as we grow as cities, we get more and more detached from nature. And if, you know, people are not aware of the beauty we have out there in the wild, they will not care about it. So when people decide, for example, to burn the Amazon, to put cattle or find oil or something, people maybe think it's okay, you know, we need meat. And yes, yes, they forget. That's, um, of yeah, that's one, of the,
1: that's one of the major problems uh, in the current days. And actually, when you talk about this, this is one of my major reasons to pursue this as a career now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I but, think it's a very important, right?
1: Yeah. Because, well, you can see them on TV, you can read about them, but uh, the thing is, for it to make an impression...
0: Let's wait a second. Because that is a very important message. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. For it to
1: make an impression, you actually remember the animal. I I find the most important part is it it has to be fun. Mm -hmm. So, Sometimes you see some fun facts about an animal and you remember it. Yes. But if you just read about it in plain words, it, a few days later you forgot about it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I consider it my job to make things fun, so and people will like hopefully mm-hmm. like uh, be more aware of the animals and learn about them and appreciate them. Because when you appreciate them, you just have this thing in your mind. Maybe we should make things better for them. Mm-hmm. So. Everything would be
0: better, and and care right about what yeah. happens to them. I, I was reading about two days ago. Um, I belong to a wolf conservation center, and they were saying there were here. I think uh, less than thirty wolves in the wild. Thirty. Mm. Yeah. It, it's very sad, right? So yeah. when you hear somebody say, "Oh, but they are not good because of the cattle." You keep thinking, yes, but let's figure a way to protect both without having to kill them, right? Yes. I don't see the point of doing that and uh, leading an animal to extinction, as it has happened many, many times with other animals. Yes. Uh, Just one second. I have several questions here for you. Sandy is asking, are most of your pieces part of a series?
1: Um, Yeah, you can say yes. Um, most of them are part of the series because when i do a series it's usually a big series and <laughs> um, i do independent pieces too um, but uh, yeah mostly from a series From a series
0: yeah and so you work on the cats what are you working now
1: and um, the cats
0: yes y- you work on uh, a series of different cats correct i think i yes yes
1: this is one of the first series
0: oh there we go Let's just wait a second.
1: There you yeah, go. Yeah, the, the cats are one of the first series I made, and uh, I have like the painted version of each and every one of them now, and I'm gradually putting it in my, uh, in, in my store because when orders came in, it takes a long time to process, so I don't want to put them all together. Uh-huh. And uh, I also spend the time to de- develop new series, and the big one I'm working on now is the cat is the canines so the dogs and wolves and uh, a lot a lot a
0: lot of foxes (laughs) i love foxes you have no clue (laughs) um jenny how do you price your work
1: oh that's a tricky question (laughs) so um basically and there are two major concerns one is like uh, the actually Amount of time and the energy that I put into it. You have to try to make yourself earn at least the minimum wage. <laughs> um, but uh, the other thing is um, when when people actually look at the price, they 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 will consider a few things like uh, the detail of the painting and the size of the animals,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, sometimes the smaller animals with more complicated paintings will not be so uh, as impressive as the big ones with more simplified paintings. So that's a little bit of a conundrum because I actually spend more time on the smaller one with the complicated painting. So yeah, basically take both into consideration and try not and to starve myself.
0: Mm-hmm. So an oxalot yeah. like that, how much would you go for? Like the one you showed an on that tray? Yeah.
1: The ocelot I put in my shelf is $79. 79.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. And we have more questions here for you. Just a second. Let me find them. Um, do you use a special brand of clay? Inez is asking. You use the Super Sculpey, correct?
1: Yes. Okay. Super Sculpey firm.
0: Heidi Obert, have you sculpted birds? Fishing King, for example?
1: Uh, no, I haven't done birds yet.
0: Okay. Uh, Ines, do you use magnifying glasses to get all the tiny details?
1: Um, No, actually I don't. (laughs) I do have the bad habit of holding them close and sometimes after working for a long time, my eyes hurt a little bit. (laughs) Maybe I should think about using a magnifying glass.
0: (laughs) Uh, Let me find here. Do uh, Do you paint or sculpt the eyes? Heidi is asking.
1: And the eyes are sculpted in clay, too. I don't use glass eyes.
0: You don't use it, so you sculpt in clay and then you paint. So, your painting job is amazing, as your sculptures, but it's really... I can't stop looking at this lion, it's unbelievable. (laughs)
1: Thank Um, you.
0: Paul, do you cast your sculptures or are they always one of a kind?
1: Uh, I cast them, most of them, yeah.
0: So, what you're selling on Etsy, are there the reproductions or...? Yeah, they're the
1: reproduction. The
0: reproductions of each one. Okay. And do do you do you do the whole process? You do the mold and the casting all in-house? Yes. Okay, nice. Yes.
1: I have to prevent my cats from getting in the way all the time.
0: And how many are there? Uh, Two. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I I feel your pain. Inez is asking, did you start with tiny creatures from the beginning?
1: Um, Tiny creatures?
0: Yeah, it's like he's sculpting miniatures since the beginning? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. You were always attracted to small. Share uh, Olson is asking, what is your Etsy shop name so they can go check it out? Um, my. That was a bad time for him to get out. Let's wait until he comes back. There you yeah. go. My page
1: name on Facebook is Beauty of the Beast and on Etsy it's Beauty of Beasts because Etsy wouldn't let me type in the.
0: <laughs> so Beauty of Beasts, is that the one yes. on Etsy? Okay, yes. and the Facebook, can you repeat again?
1: Beauty of the Beasts.
0: Beauty of the Beast, that's how you yes. find more about him and his work. Uh, Ines is asking, which tools do you use the most?
1: Which tools do I use
0: the most? Uh, I have it on my side.
1: I got it in a set. I don't really know the name of them. Um, This is one that I use a lot Mm -hmm. for the um, rough parts of the fur. And uh, for the detailed fur, this one I use a lot. Basically, it's a it's a bent needle. Yeah, it's the
0: like the detail tool. Yeah, they usually have. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, the rest is pretty standard, just uh, in different shades. Depends on like uh, what I feel like and uh, how, how big the animals are.
0: Do you have yeah, one these- that is your go to every time?
1: Mm. <coughs> Um, for the bulk part, I use all different tools, but I definitely use this one all the time for the fur. Okay, yeah, very cool. Uh,
0: po- uh, Patty Honeybee is asking, so many beautiful creatures that you have sculpted. I love seeing the musculature on the animals. How many mm-hmm. times do you bake them before you're done? So do you work um, in stages or do you sculpt everything and then you bake?
1: That also depends. Um, for the smaller things, if they are in a more simple pose, I bake them once for the for
0: just just. Let's wait a little bit for him to come back. Yeah, you yeah. Go. For those
1: smaller things, I only bake them once for the gray superscopic. And also, I baked once before for the white stuff, as I talked about. And uh, for the bigger things, uh, I usually bake it two or more times because when you hold on to it, um, it changes shape when, w- where you hold it. So I try to like harden one part so I can hold on to it very comfortably and do the other parts. Like this line here, uh, I think it's uh, three, times. three times. There's the. Yeah, I did part of the body first and the other part of the body then I add on the main in the end.
0: That's very cool. It's um, I love this lion, I have to say. I thought the <laughs> fennec fox was my favorite, but I think the lion is now my favorite. Now, Chin, you, you started sculpting, let's say, about two years ago, and you said you, you're self-taught, so you learned how to sculpt, probably how to mold and cast as well. Or did you take yes. any courses for that? Yes. And um, go ahead.
1: Yeah, um, for the sculpting part, I mainly just learn myself and uh, look at the posts by other people, by uh, their, other people's work, and sometimes I communicate with them. For the molding part, uh, my uncle back in China, he does some molding, but uh, usually for very large sculptures. Mm-hmm. But he sort of taught me the concept and uh, the basics. Okay. Then for the smaller ones that I make myself, I just look online and just combine the two and kind of figure <laughs> it out. Try it a few times. Uh-huh. It worked. It worked. It's <laughs> yeah.
0: very good. So you're selling your pieces online, uh, what, what is the next move for you as a sculptor? What, what, um, what are your plans? That I
1: haven't really decided yet, but uh, one direction. See
0: while we wait for him, I'm checking if we have any more messages.
1: This is uh, several part questions. Um, For if we are talking about what animals I'm trying to make, I I generally I want to make more lesser known animals for people to be able to see them in miniature. Mm -hmm. Um, And my part. And uh, the other thing is. One problem I encountered in doing all this is I I said I want to make people more aware of the animals, but there's a conundrum Mm -hmm. because each piece, it takes a long time to make. So the price would be higher Mm -hmm. than what you usually see for toys. So it's really a hard thing because I cannot really lower the price, but I want more people to be able to Get them and play with them, mm-hmm. so um another direction I'm considering is if it's possible to like uh, collaborate with some big toy companies to see if it's possible to make some of the works like mass product produce. they might become less detailed in painting, but hopefully with some good work, they should be well, let's just say as good as it can get
0: mm-hmm. that's right, yeah. Cool. Uh, do you belong to several groups on Facebook related to sculpting?
1: Um, yeah, I think I, I joined several groups. Okay. Yeah.
0: Because I know there are many that are already in the toy art industry, for example. So you may find a lot of good advice there. I know for yes. art dolls, there is a, a big show, I, I believe it's in New York, about toys, where mm-hmm. some... Sculptors go there exactly looking for the right company that would reproduce the toys for them and put in the into the mass Mm -hmm. market Used to be a lot bigger than it is today because you know, we we had a huge shift With the with the recession, but you know, the market is there the experts are there, too So you may want to look into that and you know, then you have a second reason to come to, to the US and visit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a, a few more questions here for you. Manoli Gomez is asking, could I ask him how he gets started with his business? I love his works and I, I registered for the course in March. March is another sculptor, it's not him. We are talking, still talking to him. But he, do, do you mind, in a nutshell, telling again how you got started? A fast Um, version? Yeah,
1: Yeah, sure. So I like playing with animal models when I was a kid. Then later I find that those on the market are not as detailed as I wish. So I just started uh, trying to sculpt on my own. And uh, there's a story about my cat passing away, and I tried to make a replica of him. And I found it fun. So I started doing more and more animals. That's the story in a nutshell.
0: Very good. Uh, Barbara yeah. Richards, the ribs, oh my gosh, the ribs, and it, it's <laughs> unbelievable. I think she's talking about the lion because I can see all of them, very, very cool. So do you, you, you are detail-oriented all the time, correct? Is that part of your personality? Yes. Yeah, it has to be to be able to achieve this. Um, Guest 685, what products do you use to cast the molds?
1: Uh, I'm sorry, what, what? what do
0: you use to cast? What kind of products? Oh, it's uh, smooth cast. Yeah. Smooth cast, uh, the smooth on, yeah. right? Is, is that the one? Can you hear me? Uh, we are
1: breaking up a little bit here.
0: <laughs> up. Maybe you're, maybe you're going away for another second. Is the is smooth on? Oh, there you go. That, that's why he was about to lose the connection for a second. But I. Let's go. He's coming back. It's the is smooth on. Is that the one you use for casting?
1: And um, the one I use for casting. Uh-huh.
0: The brand. Uh, is it? Let smooth me try Okay. No question left unanswered. An yeah. So. Yes, it is. Three
1: smooth cast three hundred.
0: Three hundred. Okay. Very cool. So, yeah, do, do you find that easily in Canada to buy or?
1: No, it's not easy to buy in Canada at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years ago, I think the only shop I discovered is in Toronto and it, it, it costs a lot to ship to Halifax. <laughs> Recently, I discovered another store is slightly closer. It's in Montreal, it's in Quebec, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, so, it's halfway closer, but I still have to <laughs> ship them. Okay the local stores don't really carry this this line of product they They do have resins, but in smaller amounts and I think they are not for fast casting. Um, they're mainly used for making jewels because it's transparent okay. and it's a lot more vicious than uh, it's not water like.
0: Mm-hmm. That's very cool She yeah. knew any final words for those aspiring sculptors out there watching you today.
1: Um, well, I, I would just say, like, do do what you love, and uh, keep practicing, and enjoy the process.
0: That's very cool. And a comment here from Manoli. He's saying, "Thank you very much. I have empathy with you. I really love animals, and I appreciate and and appreciate your love for for them." And Barbara Richards, I am in awe, and I also appreciate what you do. I am a firm believer she knew that we need to keep nature in front of people, uh, especially yes. animals. They, they don't have a voice for themselves and say, hey, you're invading my space. I'm not being able to procreate. i have being hunted to extinction, whatever is the reason. And unfortunately, there are many, many animals out there that mm-hmm. people don't even know they exist. I don't yeah. know if you... Uh, so we did a sculpting bash a few months ago actually we did two this year and so we just post a, a challenge to the sculptors we are going to sculpt this animal and both mm-hmm. times i went to animals that people are not familiar with so the last one Ooh. was uh, a ii and the one before that uh I think, is the name, (laughs) because people, they don't even know these beauties exist out there, and they need to, right? Um, Yeah, we should
1: host more of these events,
0: people can learn about this. I I need to have more sculptors in town. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I think sculpting is one of uh, my big passions because, you know, you get something that has no form whatever yes. is the type of clay you're using and you really give mm-hmm. life to that right mm-hmm. and yes. so it's really important barbara is asking can you give a 360 view of your lion
1: i'm um, sure i'll have to hold it in my hand though
0: oh perfect look at this so, the top and the bottom, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's Great. about it. Great. And your painting okay. work is really amazing as well. So, Thank you. you. Please keep doing this, You know, getting the word about what you do, and, and thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you very much. And you guys, you have seen the amazing work Chin-Yu Lee does. Uh, now, don't forget to share this video out there so more people get to know ab- about him because the more he feels empowered to create more beauty, more beauty he brings into the world. Not only that, but the awareness for these animals. So again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys for participating and, send- and sending your questions. You really make this pod- podcast possible. Don't forget to join me next week for another interview with creativityinfocus.com. Thank you so much.